Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we continue along in the Gospels. Today we're in John chapter 3. What a beautiful story, and we're going to read it here in a moment, but this is probably and perhaps the greatest text in the Bible. The whole Gospel is declared in a few, just a simple few words, and I think it's important that we take time to take a look at it. Of course, there's so many things that we can look at this te- in this text, but I just want to take a look at one in particular, in particular, and of course that'll be John chapter 3, verse 16. But as we read this story, we're told there was a man of, uh, of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And this man came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Most surely I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Most surely I say to you, unless one is born in the water and the spirit, he cannot enter in the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel, I say unto you, that you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to, said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered and said to him, As you, the teacher of Israel, and you do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If you have told, if I have told you earthly things, and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man, who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him and not, is not condemned, but, who, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he does not believe in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the combination that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practice evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light as his deeds may clearly uh, be clearly seen that they have done been done in God. And so the beautiful story of John chapter 3, verses 1 
through 21. And I thought we would just read that whole passage over as we see in this text how Nicodemus asks Jesus a question when he told him that he must be born again. He says, how can these, these things be? Jesus had said to Nicodemus, remember what he said? You must be born again in order to enter into the kingdom of God. You must be born of the Spirit. See, men are not children of God naturally. Of course, we know that. Man is born of the flesh. It is dominated by the flesh. Man being born again is, has the Spirit of God ruling in his life. The life is this, of the Spirit, of course, is superior than the life of the flesh. Life is more, it's more than just the intention to eat, drink, and to be merry. It's much more. See, the true purpose of life is not discovered until man comes into fellowship with God by new birth. Let me say that again. See, the true purposes of life truly are not discovered until a man comes into fellowship with God by new birth. That's why Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. That's what Jesus says to all of us, that we must be born again. And so, as we see, as Jesus responded to the question of Nicodemus, how can these things be? He said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man that it must be lifted up. That's a reference back, as we know, back to Numbers chapter 21. Well, we read where the people were Moses, uh, murmuring, excuse me, murmuring against uh, Moses and God. God had sp- sent deadly fiery serpents among them for their murmuring. And the people confessed their sins. Moses made a brass a serpent, a serpent and put it upon the pole in the midst of the camp. He says, even so the Son. Jesus is saying that the, that the cross is a, a, a very divine imperative. Let me say that again as, as you might be hearing some traffic is going by right now. He says, Jesus is saying that the cross is a divine imperative. It's, there's no options really what he's saying. For God so loved the world. When you consider the world... When it was originally intended, it was pure, it was perfect, it was right. And the world was in harmony with him. Man walked with God in fellowship with God. But because of sin entered in, they were in rebellion against God. And eventually the world hated God and didn't want to walk with God. The world of of greed, strife, and hatred and war has now taken over. Can you imagine this? Yet God loved him. God loves mankind. God loves all of us. For God commended his love towards us, the scripture says. God committed his love towards us. He wasn't going to give up on us. He wasn't going to throw in the towel and say, I've had enough with you. Why, as I look at the world today, there's just the terrible evil things, the wicked things that men do to other men. I certainly would think that God would throw in the towel, but yet he doesn't. He loves us. Love, of course, must be measured by the obstacles it overcomes, the great obstacles that God overcame in order to redeem us. See, sin is what separates us from God. And the Bible tells us that without the shed blood, there's no remission of sin. There's no forgiveness. There's no remedy unless there's the shed blood. 
And so in our scripture, it tells us that God so loved the world that he gave. Isn't that amazing? He didn't have to, but he wanted to. He wanted to have fellowship with you. And so he gave. What did he give? He gave his only begotten son. And really, begotten really does mean only. There's no other sons. There's no, nothing else and really no other option. No, The tremendous gift of Jesus Christ. What was the purpose of, or what was the way that he gave his son? And we saw in the scripture that the son must be lifted up. The son needed to be that perfect sacrifice for our lives. Remember what John the Baptist said? He says, behold, which he had said earlier, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He gave him to suffer and die for man. You know what? I could really understand if God had given his son to wear a crown crusted with diamonds and rubies. But the crown that Jesus wore was a crown of thorns. Do we see this picture of the great love that God has for us? He was bruised. He was, he, he was stricken for us, but yet he loves us. That whosoever believes in him, that's how you receive the forgiveness. That's how Nicodemus needed to receive it, which is simply to believe in that great gift that God has for, for him. So the question is, this day, are you tired of sin? Are you tired of living a life that's frustrating? Are you tired of emptiness and loneliness and hopelessness? If you'd say, Pastor Terry, that's me. Now, why don't you just this day turn your life over to Jesus? Call upon him and pray to him. I mean, why don't you just repeat this prayer as I pray and just simply say, Dear Jesus, Please forgive me of my sins. Please enter into my life. I want to submit my life completely to you. I'm empty. I'm lonely. I'm frustrated. I'm tired of my sin. Lord, would you please forgive me and now fill me. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that you made a way for my life that I could have fellowship with you. And so thus I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And so if that's you this day, if you too have prayed this prayer, the beauty of what Jesus is saying is that you are born again, born of the Spirit. And so I just pray that for the next days, weeks, months, and years until our Lord comes back, that you might enjoy the rich life that God has intended for you. And so until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box, 4023 Huntington Beach, California 92647 May God richly bless you.